Hello and you are welcome to the RF Podcast. It's the 26th of July, it's just gone 10 o'clock here on the top floor of RF Towers and another week in the world of Mayo football, club football. The All-Ireland Final happened this this weekend, uh, a good raft of club league games in Mayo, managerial rumours, it's still going on, It's there's more. I've heard about more tickets now than I had about the All-Ireland Final. I mean, there's more people that's going for this Mayo job at this stage. And probably another candidate joined us tonight. John Stagg joined with Enda Mac. How are we, lads? John, how are you? Thanks for why, coming on. Why did away. you tell them about me going for the job? <laughs> <laughs> that was the All secret. The... You'd have to bring Enda, John, I suppose, now that you have him with Hollymount. Yeah. All the <laughs> <laughs> Such enthusiasm. How's things, John? Ah, okay, no. Okay, just back from training there, no. Um... We'd uh, we'd we one of those sessions tonight where you came away, you know, just not really satisfied with it. Just in a way, we were disappointed. Uh, but um, we had um, we had a big win the weekend, and sometimes when you get out again the Tuesday night, it can take uh, it can take a session to get over that to get going again. And so hopefully things will be better on Thursday night, and uh, it's better it's better to be on the on the right side of those big wins anyway instead of being uh, being on the other side. It's better for morale in the in the in the long run anyway. Um, good round of club league action this weekend. And uh, anything stand out for you? Uh, I, I noticed one team slipped nicely into the quarterfinals, ref. Tommy Cady, congratulations. The, uh, there'll be bigger clubs coming looking for you next. That's the, that's the talk on the street. That's it, yeah. But the, the checkbook will have to come out now, won't it? But uh, I was at two games on Saturday evening. The, Gary Moore game and the Davids game, so we'd probably talk to them when we get going through the games. Yeah. Um, um, any games yourself, John, or anything stand I, out for you from looking at the weekend? I didn't get to any game. I'd hoped to, but we've uh, yanked home on holidays, and we <laughs> our under fourteen girls here as well played a county semi final at four o'clock on on Saturday, and my sister had something going on that evening, so we just didn't get a chance to get. I was hoping to get to Mayo Abbey to see the Bantorber game, but um. I don't think I missed the whole lot from from oh, from. That was from a surprise. I think. I think I went for draw in that match. It was very one sided. Yeah, I'm sure Mayo will have to be disappointed for one three. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they, I'd say they probably went with the shut shut the back door option and and and, and hopefully they get a few scores on the counter. But I think with Ballon Tubber, most of their fellas back and them in autopilot, I think they're very hard to to play any type of football against and I I'd okay. say in another couple of weeks when they come back they'll um they will go from strength to strength. I know they're struggling in the league at the moment but you know I think they're still the bookies' favourites at the moment or they wouldn't be far away from it. Which I think is incredible. But uh yeah I suppose we go straight into division one A and it was a I think we called it the last weekend uh Lewisburg one six, Ballina one six. Uh Ballina had to go out there. Um I went for the draw, you went for Ballina so as expected, um, it wasn't going to be easy for Ballina out in out in Lewisburg, a place they probably haven't been there that often. And uh, I'd say Lewisburg are very happy with that point. It's got them two points clear of Balladrine at the bottom of that table, so they'll be happy enough with that. Yeah, Shane Allen, come on, I think, can turn the game. He scored three frees when he came on, including the equaliser, one six apiece. Conditions Saturday night were awful everywhere, I think. So there was a lot of low-scoring games. Um, Neil Cooney for Mackel referee and that. So there is a, a a few new referees on the scene this year, which is good to see. If Neil Cooney would be quicker go by both, <laughs> if it was, if he was down in Ackel. if it's a fair, it's a fair spin from Ackle to to Lewisburg. Pardon. You have a very late red, I heard today, after the final whistle. Guy got red. Jack uh, Huron got a red. Uh, he had a few words with Neil about uh, trip across on the boat, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ballina seemed to be missing a few the weekend. Um, full back line, Rory Ty, David Ty and Daniel Loftus, Kieran Boland, Sam Callan, Ross Garrity. The two errands in the middle of the field. Niall Feeney, Connor McStay and Keen Walnut, Keith Tag, Rory Moran and Mark Baran. So they seem to be down a few of the regulars. I think there were a few injuries and there may have been resting players. 
For, Lew- for Lewisburg Park, Prendergast got a penalty. Shane Allen, three frees. Paul McDonnell, Ocean Lally, and James Dowd, a point each. Niall Feeney, a goal for Ballina. Keith Ty, three points. Mark Baron, two. And Conor McStay, one. Yeah, Ballina, uh, second now on the table. They're still unbeaten, though. They've three draws, which is interesting. The league shows that they're, I suppose, probably keeping it tight at the back anyway. Yeah. Um, I suppose we talked about it early on in the pod this year about Lewisburg, about how they came out of the stalls flying last year and maybe they're tailoring things a little bit different this year and they're a little bit more on the radar this year now, in fairness, yeah. compared to last year. I think that's I think that's something they've been planning on, in fairness. Um, I'm not talking them up here now, Renton, for our own sake over here, Renton, but I just feel they're they're doing things a little bit different. And I think Shane Nallan's going his experience as well is going to be vital in this year as well. Yeah, I think that I think they learned an awful lot about themselves last year too. Probably going at a hundred miles an hour and just probably got but caught caught out against Belly Hornets and um yeah, I think the year if they can stay up, I'm not sure who's the last game against. I'll have to check the fixtures now. Is it is it Badadreen they have to play? No, it is. It's Badadreen they're playing, so um next weekend. Uh, that's the bottom. If they I, win- I think that's decided, Ref. That can't change that. The bottom two are the bottom two, is it not? Oh, because Charlestown have the head-to-head. Head, on. yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Sorry, lads. Sorry, lads. Yeah, you're fucking spot on. So the two of them are going down. But uh, they still use that game. Well, that's they're not the- going down, Ref, because there's uh, semi-finals. Yeah, to get so, ready for the yeah, semi-finals. They're, they're so. the semi-final, yeah. That's a one-off yeah. game, and that is it? You lose, you go down. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Prendergast, uh, no mention of him there. Is he... Injured or was he just missing? I think, he, I think he picked up an injury in one of the last games, didn't he? He played against Charleston and apparently done well. Kevin Gibbons back? Uh, I met Kevin Gibbons one day down the sun and old head. He's nearly back or he's 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 nearly there anyway. So that's a great job that sauna, is it? Mighty it's job. Yeah. It's great. It's great for the old uh, stress that I be under now on the job. Um, and a jump in the tide. I know it is. It's lovely, actually. It's actually yeah. a mate of mine runs it. It's a lovely spot. Um. So what else is there with Balladrine? Ten points. Charlestown won seven. A draw in that game, and that uh, suited uh, Charlestown down to the ground. I think they kick to be safe now as well. So they'll be delighted with that result, especially being a derby. Paddy Goldrick kicked a free near the end to equalise it. Yeah. Uh, Cuba was the main man for Bala. He scored five points three from play. Dylan Feeney and Ross McDermott. So uh, young lads playing for Bala. A lot of young players. David Drake back the weekend. Uh, Owen Jordan, Ryan Lynch, Derek Kelly. They're getting Shiroz's back. They're beginning to get some of the bodies back. Keen Handy played as well. Keen Handy played. He come on, yeah, 43 minutes. So they're beginning to get bodies back. Charleston, obviously. I see Aidan Higgins made his appearance the weekend. 47. Incredible. Incredible they got to oh go. Yeah. Um, and Andy, Paul Towie missing. No, Andy wasn't tugged. No, Andy wasn't tugged. Um, no Jack Mahan and no Paul Towie. That's the... You'd say probably the best two forwards in Charleston, would that be fair? Mm. To no end, I don't want to fall out with anyone in Charleston. <laughs> you don't obviously agree. Leave leave that to you. <laughs> uh, they're probably the best two forwards. David McBride over in uh, Chicago for the summer, I don't know, is, is, is there a transfer gun in? But I've seen, uh, or I heard he's, he, he's made his way over there, so he'd be available too. Yeah, so Charleston are playing Gary Moore on Sunday. Charleston with nothing to play for. And if Ballina win Friday night against Clamoris, Gary Moore will be qualified. They're meeting in the championship. So that'll be the dead rubber of all dead rubbers. <laughs> how how league games in the last round of the league are played at different times is beyond my comprehension. If them two matches are at the same time, Every club would have to go for the games. This way, if if Ballina beat Clamoris, knock more of nothing to play for, Gary more of nothing to play for. Yeah. And they're not at the same time, are they? No, no. they're not. 
I'd never seen a league before finishing up with games at a different time in any type of league. Balanaz on Friday night and then yeah. Lewisburg on Saturday evening. The other two games then are Sunday at one o'clock. Now, obviously, there's no bearing on relegation, but there's a bearing on who makes the quarterfinals. If Balana win Friday night, it's all decided. There's, so, there's, pl- there's plenty of cute fuckers out there that don't want to make quarterfinals and want to become fifth and sixth and just tip along nicely and go underground now for the next month and get ready for championship as well. Probably don't want to be showing their hands. I think if a lot of managers will take from, from, from the Derry game, showing your hand and then trying to have to do it two or three times in a row when people are watching, that's very hard. It's, you know, you have to spring that surprise. I think a lot of people would be happy enough with that, Claire Morris included in Charlestown. They'll be tipping away there at that at that division. Gary Moore, 11 points. Ahamore, 9. End of at that one. It was. It was a game of two halves, this one. Uh, Ahamore raced out into an eight points to one lead, um, playing with a strong breeze. Gary Moore, plenty of possession, but uh, full quilt was an operation. She, 11 behind the ball, and Ahamore kicked some great scores, in fairness to them, with the breeze. Um, it was eight points to one. Gary Moore got the last two points of the first half, leaving eight points to three, and then complete domination in the second half. Ahamore only scored one point from a free. Um, Gary Moore took over, put a big press on the uh, Ahamore kick out. Um, Trevor Nally kicked a couple of nice points. Darren Quinn kicked a couple of points. Um, young Co- Colin Commons blanketed Fergal Boland. Fergal didn't really get into the game. Um, bit disappointed with his performance. Where did he play in there? Uh, he played inside. Did he? Did he yeah. score one? No. I couldn't get the ball into him in the second half. I, I just thought Ahmore might have lacked leadership when it got t- tight in the second half. They were good in the first half when they were on top, but uh, second half, a little disappointed in them. Uh, with the style to play, especially with the seven-point lead, you think that should be enough for them to hold on to? But no. Um, to be disappointed, so Enda. Yeah, when you're seven points up and you play yeah. with everyone behind the ball, you expect to win, don't you? Yeah, and you're top. You're top. Still, they're top of the table. Still, though, that's one thing. They're in the quarterfinals now. There. Yeah, it, it's it's very hard to play against that now. Gary Moore, uh, they ran into the tackle a lot in the first half. Turned over. Uh, Darren Duffy got two good points. Tom O'Flaherty had a great first half. Uh, scored two points. Good um, player, Enda. Yeah. Um, Rob Lyons was playing as a sweeper. Um, playing all his life as a sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keelan Crow played well for Gary Moore. That's first game back. Kieran McGrath was, um, read the game well. Uh, Quinn is the star man so far this year for Gary Moore. He's playing very well. Um yeah, I'd say uh, uh, Patrick Finnegan would be disappointed when you're 8-1 up. You expect to hold on, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're qualified now. They're in the quarterfinals. So. Are, they set up, are they set up as defensive as they were early on the year? Yeah. yeah. You'd imagine with an 8-1 lead, so he'd definitely be disappointed that uh, yeah. they didn't manage it a bit better. So. Yes, they're very, very defensive. It's a long time to sit back, though, thinking you can hold a 7 like. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, the it's two impossible. points before half time made a big difference. If they were doing the eight one up, they probably held on at eight three. Five points yeah. isn't that big a yeah. lead. Two big yeah. scores. Yeah, and um, in fairness, even when they went, in my opinion, they went ten uh, nine down. They didn't push out. They stayed back and eleven nine. They didn't look like coming back at any stage. Gary Moore got a late black card. Um. But you never thought they were going to lose once they came back to hit the lead. They had the whole momentum then. So Ahmore have qualified. Um, Balana have qualified. And it looks like Gary Moore and Knockmore will qualify if Clamoris don't upset Balana. Now, Clamoris had a brilliant win the weekend against Knockmore, but Knockmore were short. Their midfield partnership of Darren McHale or sorry, Shane McHale and Kevin McLaughlin. Connor Flynn wasn't playing either. Clamaris were missing James Stratton. I think James Shocknessy scored 11 points. Darren Cornesk. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1B, 
Uh, with the penultimate round now, it's Castlebar Mitchell's on top, Brafey second, Westport third, and Mayo Gales fourth going into the last round. I think they'll be delighted with that so far. Ballon Row behind them with six points. Ballon Row, but a huge win in that group, beating Brafey. Rob Henley played, Conor O'Shea played, as far as I know. Um, big talking point, too, was Castlebar Mitchell's win over Westport GA. They had a 20 points to 10 win, 117 to 10 points. Just looking at the Castle Bears points scored, they have 125 points scored uh, in the league this year. So they've been racking up big scores, five wins and a loss. Brafie in second, 85 points scored. You know, so it's a big, yeah. it's a big Mitchell's, jump there. Mitchell's are probably the form team in the county at the minute. Yeah. Um, Alton O'Reilly scored 1-2 the weekend. Dougie chipped in four points. Paddy Durkin scored three points in play. Donny Newcomb the same. So scores from all over the field. James Durkin too. Jerry McDonough, Anthony O'Boyle and Connor Stenson. Uh, Westport, uh, Mark Moran and Pat Lambert three each. Conal Dawson two frees and Conor McGrain are two frees. Westport, a lot of new names on me. Gary Kane and goals. Um, he's, there, he's there a long time. Yeah, Joe Grady and Liam Shevlin would have been with the junior team last year when we played them. Um, Finbar McLaughlin in corner forward. So, down bodies. That's maybe not new names, but players you wouldn't expect to be starting on Yeah, the I think they 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 didn't feel, the B team didn't feel Friday night against Shrew either. So, they're obviously down a good scatter and they were pulling the junior team. And an interesting up. thing, ref. The weather conditions and everything last weekend, Westport didn't bring on a sub. I don't know. Does it mean they hadn't got one? But it's very unusual now for a team not to use a sub. Jeez, it is, yeah. Um, just, maybe they were... Anthony Dushin and Owen? I don't know that. Do you know it, Ref? No, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll have to look up on them. I'll put it down the list of people to ask about next time in Westport. Um but they have, even their B team, I've seen their B team a good few times this year. They all, You can tell they've all played A football underage. They're all a very good football in size. There's no big mules or, there's, you know, there, there's some very good young footballers in Westport and the, the B team is, is littered with them as well. But obviously took an awful lot from them, from the B team that they couldn't feel Friday night uh, to make sure that they had enough against Castle Bear, but not to bring on a sub. But I suppose they have so many lads... We talked about Westport with this age profile and they're probably even suffering for that age profile now with so many lads going to America and going away for the summer. So um, I'm sure they'll get everyone back, but there's a there's some lump of a squad when you, for, in terms of depth, uh, Westport. It's, but Castlebar now have seemed to came nicely under the radar too in the seniors and uh, top of Division 1B, they'll be happy enough and it's always good to beat Westport too or beat the neighbours. I'm sure that'll get the lads going. Um the result of the weekend, Ref, would be Ballon Row beating Brafey. Peter Ford, obviously, managing against his old club. A uh, bit of a smash and grab here. There were 10 points to seven up in injury time, Brafey, and managed to concede a penalty, which was saved, and then concede 1 1 in injury time. Jesus. Yeah. It's on you. It's on... Go on, John. Hurdley and Burke was all standing for Ballon Row. He's really good. He can play half back, half forward. He's a really. He's a really good player. He's he can't be fair off counter standard. No, big guy, uh, big guy uh, too. He, uh, I think he had a, a warm weather training camp in the states for a couple of weeks. I think as well. So just to come back and be able to do that, yeah, he, 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 he does. He shows signs. I tell you, I've seen him a few times now. He shows flashes of of of, of serious quality in him. And I'd say if he if he put the head down with that, I'd say he wouldn't be far away. John, you're spot on. No, he's a serious athlete. He's playing soccer for Ban Town as well. So uh, and rugby. Yeah, so he's uh, he's had a couple of I think sh- shoulder injuries, but um, oh, I think he's definitely a guy the new man coming in is going to have to have a look at. No, you heard it here first. Um, Kilchima and Kiltain, that game was. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We'll go through quickly. We're going to put a leash on end of this evening. So it's going on. I think it's went to appeal. There's a load of hassle over it. Um, Kilchima were told that they have the weekend off. And then they get an email saying they have to play. And then there's a Mexican standoff. And it's down at the moment that Kiltain get the points, but I'm sure Kilchamont will be appealing. They have appealed. They have appealed, right. Yeah. So, um, when so it's, under have... appe- it's under subjudice, so we better not talk about the ref. <laughs> we, don't want to, we don't want to influence the CCC. But, 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 this, but this could hold the whole lot up, though, could it? 
Well, yes. Yes, that that is a danger. Yeah, it could hold up the championship unless uh, someone uh, agrees uh, to uh, fairness to Kilchima, they put the appeal in within three days, so there's no little loophole to escape for the county board this time. It'll go the whole distance, I think. Yeah. But anyway, we'll if see. If it how does, that goes. do you know what? If it did, if it did hold it up two or three, it wouldn't, it wouldn't it spread out the junior and intermediate? We'd make sure we get even more games in and cover more games to the pod. So it'll give me a good run at the senior then if if the junior is finished up a bit earlier. Commentating um, is it rough? Well, hopefully now there'll be a few commentating gigs again in the first. I think we had a few. Was it last year we had the Gary Moore and my game? Was it the year before? The year before, rough. That's still available on YouTube. Is it? <laughs> I've had no fucking clue what we're at. <laughs> <laughs> That's the we, we got away with it, though. We got yeah. away with it. So, Kilchamot and Ballantubber are the two bottom teams on that, but Ballantubber are four points and so do Kiltane. So, if Kilchamot. Remember, the league table has changed now from the one that was sent out because the points have been awarded to Kiltane. Yeah. So, what's happening there now is so, so if that. Take one off Kilchamot and add one to Kiltane from whatever you're looking so it's four. So Kilchamar ahead. Why would you add? Kiltane are getting the point and Kilchamar are losing one. So uh, Kiltane are now on four points and Kilchamar are on three. Yes, that's what the table yeah. has here in front of me. Oh, okay. okay. The one the orig- original one sent out was the other way around. It's five two now, no? Yeah, it should be. If that's the case. Either way, we, we we'll talk about that when the appeal goes through, and then I'm sure we'll uh, we we can uh, if we have a playoff, we have to have a playoff. It might be on a Wednesday or something, but sure. Trying to get the Kiltane lads down, and then the Kilchamar lads to agree on a Wednesday night. Which, you know the headaches now that'll go between us. Absolute torture. Yeah, Castlebar Mitchells go through, Brafey go through, and then it is Mayo Gales and Ballinrobe can potentially make quarterfinal if Westport lose the final game of the of of the. Of the league yep. and the fixtures are Brafey against Kiltane, Ballantubber against Castlebar, Westport against Kilchamaw, and Ballinrobe Mayo Gales. So actually, if Ballinrobe are playing Mayo Gales and Westport are playing Westport are playing Kilchamaw, if 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 Kilchamaw turn them over, the winner of that game gets a quarter final. So and I don't know the head to head Brafey and uh, Mayo Gales and Ballinrobe. So if Brafey lost and and uh, Ballinrobe won, if the and Mayo Gales won, it could go to score difference. There's a lot of different ways this could end up. Yeah, great, great to have it that way. And they're all they're not all on the same times either, though. So we don't we won't have an as it stands in that one either. Um, that's the division. Big, the, the biggest thing I think for teams of this league really is is not to go down, and that's why the Kilchamar Kiltane thing could ramble on. Uh, whatever about winning the league, I think teams will definitely want to keep their status. And uh, I think that's the most thing. I think teams are building for championship. As you can see, there's been a very mixed... If you look back over the results the last few weeks, they're very mixed. And teams are lo- missing players between concerts and holidays and that sort of thing. So it's just a matter of getting to September. That's what it is. But at the same time, you want to keep your status. Yeah, I think as well, a lot of people have noticed, um, we picked up on it, if you do ship a bad loss in the league in the previous round you always nearly see a reaction the, the next round you know we've been talking about form or trying to pick out a bit of form and teams you see them shipping a bad beating and then the next week then they just turn it around completely and they, 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 they pull it out of the bag um, Division 2A Ball on top unbeaten 5 wins in a draw Park Kilos Kremlin 4 wins 2 losses the Neil 3 wins 3 losses and then Clemina, two wins, two draws, and two losses. That's the top four at the moment, with Clemina and Ballyhonis in between them, and Ardnery and Cross Malina on the bottom. Cross Malina guaranteed to go into the relegation, uh, two points. Then it's Ardnery, Ballyhonis, and Clemina all in five. So It's amazing there, it's so tight. There. It is. Apart from the top two, the team's second bottom could still make a quarter final. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant, but there, that's. I suppose that's cognizant of the of the intermediate championship as well. That's exactly the way it is. It's there's not much between a lot of these teams. Um, yeah. So we'll just quickly run through the scores in them games as well, just to, while we're covering them. Um, I'll just get them up here now. I have them here if you want. Uh, Ardnery fourteen points. Daniel eight points. 
Ball won eight, Kilmain ten points. So that's Ball unbeaten. Cross Malina seven points, Park one thirteen. Kilmina had a good win at home, two nine to seven points against Ballyhornis. Kilmina holding their own. Yeah, Kilmina are going very well. Yeah. They're such a young panel too as well. They're such a young team. And and I think they're their juniors win the junior B or junior yeah. C. And their minors are competing at the top level. Yeah. yeah you can't beat success, you know. It yeah. generates generates more, doesn't it? It does, it does. And momentum is a huge thing now for them young lads coming through, like, you know, didn't much trying to sit around and think about it. They're going straight into a bigger challenge again. Yeah, it's a pretty good factor in the club as well. And everyone bounces off each other and everyone is happy, you know what I mean? To, to yeah. keep that going is, is, is the thing. Kilmain and Kilmain and, and Kilmain in the middle of the pile there as well. Like, so they're there. It just shows you, though, they can keep that sort of success or that momentum going through and, and consistency. A big win last last round as well for Kilmain over Crossmolina. The fixtures in so that this weekend are very interesting. You have Ballyhonas, Ardenary and Kilmain all in danger of relegation if any of them lose. I don't know where to play another. Have you the fixtures there? I have, yeah. Ballyhonas, they're all at the same time uh, except for the Ball and Kilmain game. Ballyhonas are playing Ardenary. Uh, Kilmain are playing... Yeah. The loser that'll go. Yeah. Clemain are playing Park. So I don't know how does that one go in there? Well, if Park, so, so if Kilmain lose and the loser of Ardenry and Ballyhonis, it'll depend on the head to head. Okay. But Kilmain and the, if Kilmain lose to Park. Yeah, and then it's the Neil and Cross Marina. Cross Marina have been very disappointing so far in this league. They've been taking some awful beatings. Yeah, just when on the Kilmain match, it's hard for Kilmain to actually play this weekend. Yeah. An awful tragedy and thoughts with. The Mullen and the Ryan families. Tough. That's really, really tough. Really yeah. Tough. I don't I don't I don't know if them game that game's going ahead. I know that the Maitora Hurlan um game is off, so I'm not sure what exactly the story is there, but sure I don't think they're too worried about football this weekend in Kilmain. Shocking. Um shocking news to come out around the county and it was one of those things when People, people were wondering what happened. You're kind of waiting those couple hours. I think it puts everything in perspective in in in, in relation to your your own family and your life and what goes on around you. So, yeah, I want to echo what Enda's saying there and sympathies go out to everyone, friends and family of all involved. I think it's it's a shocking, shocking bit of news to to to, to try and process and I couldn't imagine what they're what these people are going through. So, yeah. Yeah, we try and we try and keep 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 the show on the road in there. So, to be to be as it has and it has. I suppose we talked about it all all um, for the last couple of months. It was going to be hard call it and it's showing up in the end really. Bar across the line. I know Flynn isn't back yet or Finn and Duffy's away at the moment. So, two players they probably rely on. They probably need them back now for the for the relegation final. Yeah, uh, the other section then, ref. The quarter finalists are decided. My Davids, Bill Mullet. Davids and Hollymount are in the quarter final. Relegation is between Kilcommon, Eilanady, Laherdon and Borishul. Now Borishul are in a strong position. They should stay out of it. They drew Kilcommon. with Eilanady and the bet Laherdon. Yes. That'll be a cracker. Cracker. Yeah, now Eilanady and Kilcommon have a game less played, so that could change things. They must be playing each other this weekend. Yeah, Friday night. Friday, Friday night. So that'll. Do you show your hand, like John? If you're in that position now, where you want to stay up, you said it already, but you're playing, and you're probably going to play these lads in the semi-final or final. If 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 form books were to go their way, potentially, do you do you show your hand in the shadow box, or do you just shake it up a bit? Uh, yeah, I think you have to you have to wait up. I mean, that's that's it's imperative to wait up because, especially in Division Two, because if you slip down, you're outside the top thirty-two teams in the county. You know, yeah. so. That that's not great, especially if you're playing intermediate football. It's a big jump. My dad would seem to be flying. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. impressed him that even though over here in Hollymore, I really impressed him. And Brian Reap came on about 30 minutes ago, scored one three and missed one two when he was first game back from Cruciate. So I don't know how he's been going since, but um, they they really moved up through the gears that night. No, they were really impressive. Yeah, I um, was down Kilcommon direction yesterday. I think Justin Healy may be away for the weekend with two matches to stay up. It could be. A deciding factor for Kilcommon. For Kilcommon too, I think they're set on the their their championship. It's all big time. Yeah, they're after losing the final. They're they they need to keep that going. I'd say look if the, if 
they they'll they'll worry about that next year if they get to that. I'd say it's all about when it getting up into intermediate for them now. But they seem to have just one way of playing it seems, and that's like you know twelve thirteen men behind the ball, and then try to get the ball up to Healy and like some Murphy up there, and uh, they're living off scraps. Like they were six two up on Holly there the weekend at half time. And that's usually good for them, we say, because it gives them something to, to work on. But uh, it was a couple of uh, goals in the second half that, that turned the tide and Darren turned it on. The, for the second week in a row, Darren came alive in the second half as well. Yeah, Unu- an unusual, and this fits in with what you're saying, uh, John. But Hole of My Davids have conceded 64 points. Kilcommon have conceded 54, and they're opposite ends of the table. Yeah. So they're, they're, like they've only they've lost four games and they're only minus eight points. So yeah, they, yeah, it's... They've Two actually times. lost, I think, three games by a point or something there, too. Like, so, they'd have to, yeah. probably a little bit unlucky. And I was at Dial and 80 game with Davids the weekend, and Island 80 were very unlucky. Could have won that game in Ballandown. They played well. Um, Are they coming good in there at the right time? <laughs> don't think they've enough to win a, a junior championship, but uh, it'll be semi finalists, I'd say. Um, they're a big team. Uh, Davids struggled with them now. Um, with five minutes to go, you just couldn't call it. Yeah. Uh, Cahal Corliss was excellent for David's wing forward. Um, There's a lot of people have brought him up lately to me as well, Cahal Corliss. A lot of people talking about him around Mayo. He has pace. Mm. Uh, a few people yeah. now have brought up to me. But uh, yeah, who are you fancying so for the quarterfinals now? Well, the quarterfinals are known as my oh, Davids, sorry. Well, yeah. Davids and Hollymount. So. Um, I'm a sweet on my Davids. I said it earlier in the year to win the intermediate, so I think they'll probably win that league if they want to. Again, you don't know the teams want to show their hand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll run into three A then. Uh, Castlebar Mitchell's ten points, Arda ten points, Bunny Conlon ten points, and Eastern Gales eight. So it's Eastern Gales or Balacroy that could potentially make the quarter final, which is massive for Balacroy. I think they're doing really well. Three wins and three losses. The bet not more. I know a week and not more side, but I think they only had fifteen. Um or they had fifteen or sixteen, they had very few numbers themselves. So that was a huge one to get up there. Delayed, I believe, getting to the game as well. There was cheap diesel in Cross Malina and they all took advantage of it. It's one seventy five a litre in Cross Malina the weekend. I didn't hear it. Yeah. yeah, I only heard about it there lately. There, there, there might have been someone late for a ladies' match in Hollymount on Sunday morning as well. I, I won't say that that had got to do with cheap diesel, but <laughs> there may have been a selector who was a few minutes late. Where are you getting the cheap diesel these days, Enda? Oh, there was, it was 175 in Clamoris as well at was Daybreak. It? Yeah. Apple Green did a promotion, yeah. yeah. Well, All Apple Greens that. in the country had it for two hours left. There was a queue for 40 minutes in Apple Green in Clamaris. And I filled the bastard Friday evening then. I didn't know that. Should we... Should be, you, uh, it's amazing. No green Some of your followers didn't tell you. No, there's green diesel though. Castlebar <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitchells are on top. Um, great win. The better are they convincingly over the weekend. That was a top-of-the-table game. Uh, a lot of people were expecting Arda to come out on top of that one. The way they've been playing the Duracle-Tain in a challenge match, the bet, bet Burashul on the Wednesday night in a challenge match as well. So they're obviously uh, tipping away nicely. A lot of confidence in the camp in Arda and uh, shown by their uh, presence in the uh, ref power rankings the last couple of weeks. Has Sean um, Carey three sons playing on that team? I don't know. I know he's a younger son me, playing yeah. Fela. I don't know about the rest of them. I don't think so. Um, but they are moving well, and they 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 seem to be uh, coming along nicely now. They'll be uh, they'll be. I think that's con- decided as well. Castlebar are the Bunny Connell and Eastern Gales. Well, because Eastern Gales bet Ballacroy. Ballacroy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that is decided. So, so the four semi-finals it's the same in three B as well. I think. I think both teams are are through. I'll just run through the the games the weekend. Bunny Conlon played during the week two eleven to one five. Uh, or that Sunday, sorry. Castlebar then won 15 to 1 9 against Arda and not more losing by a goal to Balacroy, 1 8 to 2 8. So that's nicely wrapped up by Castlebar Mitchells. will be looking to try and get up into two, Division 2 next year. So at Arda, I suppose, and Bunny Conlon. They'll really be wanting the intermediate teams, I suppose, need to be up there and, 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 get, it, and get them games into them. So they'll be happy enough with that. And then in 3B. And just in the relegation there. Clamaris are in it they haven't fielded and Banana haven't fielded I, I, I can't have it uh, <laughs> Clamaris and Gary Moore haven't fielded in this league and they can still stay up 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. If Kamara's play Kilmavi and put Kilmavi down to the field in every game, it, there's something wrong with it. I don't. I don't think they will, will they? You don't know. There's, there's a chance that Gary Moore and Kamara's can stay up after not feeling. Gary Moore, my own club, but it's not right that a team that didn't feel in the league can stay up based in one match. Oh, are they in Division Four? I'd say a lot yeah. of them teams. I'd say a lot against, of the teams that against the team that did field in every match. Yeah, I'd say I'd say a lot of them teams won't even bother. I'd say ten. I'd I'd hope they wouldn't field in the relegation match. Yeah, yeah, I, I think really would. It'd be very wrong to put down a team that fielded in every game. Because you could stack it up and go for. You it could stack it up. Yeah. You could, like it's available for Clamoris and Gary Moore to stack it up, and beat a team that fielded in every game. It'd be wrong. Okay. Now it'd be wrong for the clubs to do it actually yeah well it'll be interesting now to see uh, we'll see which way the moral compass spins in these clubs over the next couple of weekends yeah um, it's a good point it's actually we'll see what happens we don't want to fall out of anywhere name he, any he, clubs he lives in one place and he follows the other place like you know so he's giving <laughs> them both the crack like it's never, it's, it's never a good it's sign. Clear, is it? No, no. No, but ah, uh, but there is something to it. If a feel a team yeah. feels every week they don't deserve to be relegated by a team that didn't feel it at all. Yeah. It's it, it's it. I think the ruling. I think the competition. The, the wording, yeah, the wording of the rule, the ruling of the competition was: if you don't field, uh, you're automatically into the relegation yeah, final. It should have been. So it should have been. You should have been automatically relegated. But then if you were, if you had COVID or something, you're, you're, you know yourself. Yeah. The fucking, it's I, impossible. I, I thought Clamaras would have plenty of numbers now for, for having a, a team out club. No, they have enough to play in the junior. So yeah. Gary Moore. <laughs> you see, the problem is playing two matches, uh, the one weekend and lads. If they're playing a Saturday, they want to play on a Sunday. As ref throws in there, he, he looks awful still on the screen. Oh, yeah. He is. <laughs> he's, he's either gone the stillest I've ever seen, or he has frozen. Oh, he's frozen. i never seen him as quiet. <laughs> and a very pensive look on his face there as well. Yeah. Hope it doesn't stay gone too long now. No. We'll have, we'll have to start talking about training. I, I wonder now, <laughs> uh, can he get back into this or do we have to stop? We'll, we'll keep going while he's gone anyway and we'll see where he is. There, there's no point talking about Division 4, 5 and 6, John, because 4, 5 and 6 is just concession alley. Is that it? Yeah, match yeah. is not played. It's it's the timing of the game. Just, I think I hear a beep here is coming in. Oh, he can hear us. <laughs> I'll just send him a message. There, he is. there you go. Oh. I'd say the internet went there. Yeah. We were just talking Whatever. about it. We never heard just quiet. <laughs> no, no harm. Am I back in, so, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, Ref, there's no point talking about four, five, and six because it's concessionally. Yeah. Yeah, should have been, should have been played earlier in the year. Yeah, along with yeah. the junior championship. Yeah, <laughs> for Andy Led to want to go double job, and now uh, we'll move oh, on man. to the All Ireland. Great game, great game. I thought it was a great game. Our two teams played well. Good open game. Twenty points, sixteen points, high scoring. Both teams would be happy enough how they performed. Bar, bar a few players, maybe I thought Comer was disappointing. Um, really liked the game management with Kerry. Uh, I never seen it on the TV before, where everybody just gave up the kick out and they just went back. Because I was watching it in Laura Luke's, there was a few goaler people roaring on. Well, they weren't roaring at the end, but um, they uh, really good game management. They were, I think, they went four up and just said, "You're not scoring again." Um, Ballsy, but it, it works. Uh, I thought Kerry were apprehensive for the first 10-15 minutes. They probably tried a bit too much. Uh, kicked a few shots on that probably they wouldn't have taken if there wasn't as much pressure on or they probably felt like they needed a good start. They persisted with the high ball. I know they got a couple of marks off it. Um, but um, yeah, I thought it was a good game. I think Cole will be proud enough. I think Porrick Joyce will be happy enough. Um, good for football. It was good for the country. I think every pub was packed. I think everyone went out to watch the game, and was, everyone was on their phones after, and it got people talking for the week. And shows, I suppose, when we're out of the loop in a way, it shows the importance of an All Ireland final. It's a national event. Sure. Yeah. 
Sean, your thoughts? Yeah, I um I watched it at home and um, I enjoy I enjoyed it because simple reason is I suppose a lot of people thought it, it could be it could be all Kerry, you know, uh, but <sighs> Kerry and look, Galway did well, uh, did well to a point. Um, Kerry had seven wides early on and um, before Galway kicked a wide at all. Uh, yeah, look, as you could say, there was a little bit of pressure on them, but no, there was no pressure on Paul Gini when he kicked them two wides. Um, I thought Kerry were getting through a little bit more. You, you alluded there to the high ball in. They were causing them big trouble in the air, around the middle and inside. Um, I, I think, like, you look through it, I think Kerry had nine scores and Galway had five. Gianni Heaney was the only other forward score from Shane Welch. Shane Welch was just phenomenal. Like He was just, watching the two boys in action, to be there watching it, I'd say it was just unreal altogether. Had to be, you know, but they needed more. Going a few, going were a little bit like Mayo last year's final, where the too many guys that didn't show up, um, like the likes of uh, Paul Conroy didn't get into or Comer was managed. Uh, Finnerty, Finnerty's man, uh, someone gave me a stat last night. Uh, that Finnerty's man, uh, Graham, Graham O'Sullivan, is it? Uh, yeah, he kept him, um, kept him scoreless, got a point, and had four assists. You know that was that's some going for a cornerback in fairness. So um, I think just overall, I think I I always felt Kerry were going to get on top at some stage. Even five minutes to go, they looked the more um, they looked the more dangerous. Things were happening a little bit easier for them. But in fairness, with a couple of key moments, I thought when Galway wrestled back the advantage there around forty-eight minutes, and they went fourteen twelve up, and they had momentum, and you could hear the crowd getting behind them. And McDade, who had a massive game, um, got a ball and they kind of just kicked it fast or whatever. And it was black, it was um, a Kerry guy intercepted. They went down, got a point, and it just killed everything for them. And they didn't score for 15 minutes after that. And so I think that was one huge moment. And obviously the other big moment was when sides were level with what, a couple of minutes to go and John Daly's come out with the ball. And I look back at it now a good few times and you'd have to say he was very unlucky. Yeah, he did foul. Um, he did foul Killian Spillane, but I think I think Spillane had fouled him first. So it more or less should have been a free out. Listen, you, you see Spillane, he did a, a hurling-like uh, uh, celebration when he won the free <laughs> in, you know. And still, someone was showing the angle there today of the point that uh, Clifford kicked from that free, which was massive as well. You know, so there's a couple of key moments. But I think overall, I think Kerry were a better team. And I think if they went out and played them again next week, I think Kerry beat them by even more. Yeah. I think they're going to kick on to Kerry. I think there's a bit of pressure off them now. It'll be interesting to see how they 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 keep going, and they'll probably add to what they have. And maybe the few the older lads, not too many of them that's there, will probably step away. But there's going to be quality coming in for the next couple of years, and they'll probably get hold of a, a couple of more All Irelands now in this decade. But yeah, Enda, what did you make? The, the only thing is, for Enda, the only thing is, if you if you do take Clifford out, you know. They are a different. It's a different dynamic. Like they're a different team. You know, he he'd be a huge loss if he was ever to miss a season or something like that. Like you know, um, and he will. Lowest averages. Um, lucky for the followers on Twitter, I've got to put up the bet of the week, Griff. I went for Kerry in the halftime handicap minus two. I've a very sore pocket ever since, hmm. but uh, the seven wides killed it. I doubt Kerry seemed to go out with a, a plan like Jack O'Connor went out before or Kerry went out before against Mayo early on banging high balls in to kill Galway early with goals. It worked against us in 04. It just didn't come off early on, even though Galway looked shaky. And then yeah. they kicked wide after wide in the first half. But I, I thought uh, Galway performed better than I thought they would. Um just carry Clifford is just different level. Um, we had Linda. I was at we had the match in the morning. I took off for Dublin. I got as far as the loan and turned. I wasn't going to make it. Jesus. So nut stuff. Yeah. <laughs> as only I would do. I realised I got that loan. It was getting near two o'clock, and I said, "There's no way I'm going to get up there parked and in." So I turned and went home, and I got home ten minutes before show in. And yeah. watched it at home. But, uh, yeah, look at I think Kerry could go on a run and win two or three All-Irelands. 
Tyrone are the team if to get their house in order. They have talent coming through from under 20. And Jack has traditionally struggled against Tyrone more than anyone else. Um, and of course, if the Dubs change their management, they might get Mannion back. It'll be interesting. But even at this stage, you'd say next year's a three horse race, Kerry Tyrone Dublin. What about Mayo? No. <laughs> no, not for me. Is that a nice uh, is that a nice way of sliding into the talk? Over. Yeah, I'm 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 getting fucking sick with now at this stage myself because every day there's some fucking other rumour or ticket or our team. Our team or this fella's going in and asking this fella, No, he's the manager and he's asking him in. Yeah. Well the Rutchford Solden thing is interesting. You hear Solon's going, you hear Rochford's going, and you hear both of them are in each other's teams. Yeah. The only thing I'm certain of, both of them are are going to be looking for the job in some capacity. Both of them want to be on the sideline in McHale Park next May, in June. Yeah. Um, uh, a man met, uh, told me he's seen Stephen Rochford and Donny Buckley together at the match. So no, that adds a layer of intrigue to it as well. Yeah, but they're pro- maybe they're just friends. They go to games. Anyway. I'm sure they're probably friends. Nothing wrong with that, ref. No, but it, it's just the timing of it. It adds a layer of intrigue. So who who's the realistic list? Like well, Declan like? Shaw's name is in. We know that. So it's Declan Shaw, Ray Tim, Dempsey, Tim O'Leary, Tim O'Leary, <laughs> um, Mike Solon. Potentially Stephen Ratchford. Yeah, um, I'm told that Mayo have spoken to Mickey Graham. They have spoke to Peter Kane. i seen on social media today they spoke to Paul Flynn. So, I'd love to know who's doing this speaking on behalf of Mayo because as far as I'm aware, there's no committee even selected yet to talk to potential candidates. But this, this, the big, this is the big worry in it that you know that we won't do this right. There's one thing I'm like, absolutely sure of, John. <laughs> we won't do this right. It's the only thing in this whole process I, I'd be confident on that we won't do it right. I, I just, I, would you just like that, you know, when it's all done and dusted and the, and the next management team is put in place, that, there, that we come out of this with a bit of air excitement and that there's no bitterness. And it's done the right way, and that it it starts properly. Yeah, you know? and the right man is given the job for the right reasons. It'd be, it'd, yeah, it'd be I, great. I, like, I, like I take it, there's going to be interviews. So if there's going to be interviews. Why would the county board be talking to these people? Just trying to bring them into an interview, is it, or just seeing or, if they or, maybe want to do an interview? Maybe. Well, you see, the document states that the, the county board can't headhunt anyone once the process starts. So the time to do it is before the process starts. Okay. Uh, nobody mentioned Kevin McStay there. Is he out of the running? I don't know. I've heard that. Your mic, Enda. Rory Geller has been approached too, allegedly. Did I tell you that one? I think it was you who told me that, Ref. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, there's loads been... of people being, I'm sure there's loads of people being uh, prom- looked at and rang or asked that they would have interest. Yeah. Or... Who's a, who's doing the ringing? That's what I want to know, Ref. The boss, the chairman, surely to God. If I was the chairman of the county board, I'd have my man picked already. But, uh, and, I, and I'd pretend to the lottery, i go, yeah, we'll pick a process. And we'll go, yeah. oh, we'll make a dance around the whole lot. If I wanted Ray Dempsey, I'd have him in and, and I'd have a manager and I'd have him back, back room team in place. And get on it. How come Cork just 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 throw it together straight straight away? Yeah, I'm only reading the article in today's Mayo News where it, uh, the secretary states that we're following the process and it's not like other counties. We won't be head hunting anyone. It'll be only the names that are given in that will be considered. But sure, all you have to do then is get a club to nominate them, and you know. I don't think you even need a club now. Yeah, no. I can nominate you, or you can nominate me, and then we have to fill in the paperwork and get our interview if they want to interview us. I'd love to see what the questionnaire is. Have you an interest in Gaelic football? Put in your name. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. see the questionnaire. Style of football you like to play, defensive or attacking? Um, no, you didn't mention John Mohan there. Is he, is he interested or in any capacity? 
Someone, I was talking to someone the last day and someone said to me, Mahan's after throwing a grenade into the whole Atwood. So I assume he means that he's he, he's uh, interested in it or he's putting together something. Well, this time last week, there was no talk of Declan Shaw and now his name is in. So I did. we did say that, Ref, that there'll be other names coming into the process that you wouldn't expect. Um De- when is it? When is the deadline? So the deadline is Friday. Friday, isn't it? So that what does that mean then that we'll know on well, the well, we'll hardly be told who's in the process. That'll be all kept right. quiet yeah. out of respect to all candidates. I'm sure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. We won't actually know anything at all until they have the interviews and that leak gets leaked out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the back backroom teams are going to be huge. Like uh, who they're actually bringing to the table. Like that's yeah. that's that's going to be. A deal breaker, you'd imagine, but that's when that's the worry that someone could go in there with with a really good backroom team, and and as you said there, the person could be picked already, like yeah, and that doesn't end well. And, and will there be people on multiple backroom teams? I had I had this debate with you and uh, on the phone there during the week. I don't think there's any reason why I won't mention who it was, but. There was a job in Mayo a while back and he was on a couple of different backroom teams and he was a good candidate. Now you'd have him yourself on any backroom team. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being on three or four tickets because only one's going to get picked anyway. Or would I be... Would you, what, what do you make of that, John? Am I talking out my arse? I... Yeah. I wouldn't be big into that. No, simple reason is I think it's very important that it's a good fit for who you're going in for. That you're not just going in with someone for the sake of going in with them. I mean, that's that's the way I feel about it. And if you're picking someone as well to go in, say if you're going for the manager's job, I think you need to be picking somebody that you can trust and someone that that's going to be a good fit for the team and and someone that's going to be a good fit for you as well. So it, you cannot just pick someone out of the sky that you don't even know. I I think and yeah it has yeah. To be, now this fella, this, this fella was well known within within the two. two he was well mm. trusted within the two camps, or the two tickets. But yeah, I know what you mean exactly. You, you've obviously it's obviously got to work with the rest of your team as well, and you've got to, as you said, trust that they'll they'll do what they're told or do their job right and whatever else is that. But I think it's a great point you made, John. But the backroom team is absolutely huge because a lot of people are saying, oh, he'll need big names or you know he'll need a, an outside county, an outside influence or. I don't necessarily think it, you need that, but you will. But, you will. I'm sure there will be certain things you need from outside the country. Yeah, but that's the that's the hardest part for anybody uh, putting their name forward here is getting the right people because they're not easy. Got you know they're, they don't grow on trees. Like Jack O'Connor, like his his first job more or less first calling made was near to Paddy Talley as far as I know. Like and uh, Paddy was on this pod one day once before and. Yeah. You know, he, he was a great appointment and like just the logistics from him coming from Tyrone. I don't know, does he work somewhere else or something? Or I, I just, just such a distance. He's like. a shop and pub in Galbally. Fair spin. Yeah. Uh, just a, another grenade is after being let off there, lads. Bernard Flynn on Twitter. I would like to sincerely t- wish Cullum and the lads all the very best going forward. It was very disappointing to find out on social media yesterday who the next mead manager will be. But a big thank you to <laughs> Robbie Brennan and Stephen Rochard for their loyalty and support. So sure. we were talking about multiple tickets. Unless it's a, a different Stephen Rochard, I presume that's our Stephen Rochard. He must fe- have been on Bernard Flynn's ticket. Could be the fellow from Arda either. It could. I, I don't. I was going to mention them. <laughs> there was the yellow, the yellow and green dots as well. That's yeah. the are the colours so he obviously had Robbie Brennan Robbie Brennan and Stephen Rochford and their loyalty and support so he's obviously had them on his ticket and was going for the mead job but didn't he leave the mead job he left the mead on the 20 job under cloud yeah so uh, I'm afraid I don't think Bernard was going to get the job I'm sure he won't or Stephen Rochford won't thank him about that either no it's just uh, um, interesting that's funny Scores and what's Colin Morocco did three interviews at three different stages for the Meads job and never got it. I was told him he wasn't good enough and they came to him this time. You know, it's the way it goes around. Look at, I suppose, same thing well, with Jim McGuinness. They weren't inclined to give to him and only goal for a while either and eventually he was the only one to win for it, was he? Was Colin Morocco doing a bit with clubs and Meads though? Uh, he's a no, he was. He's yeah. manager of Simmonstown this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, how come they ring a bell? Simon, 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 Gales. Why? Why do they? Do we? Do we come across them somewhere? Or were uh, there pitch? To be a well enough known club. Okay. So, uh, uh, K- Kerry J- went back to Jack for uh, first year. He wins in All Ireland. He brings in an northern coach. John, would you like to see an inside candidate, an outside candidate, or the best candidate? The job. Yeah. Oh, I I I'd be honest, yeah. I I've, I'm I'm very straight about this one. I I think a, I think the time is right for Ray Dempsey. I think I, I was man, under the blue and yellow colours on you. Years in management now. <laughs> I just feel he's twenty years in management now. He's he's a footballing man. He's he's just passionate about obviously not more, but also Mayo as well. You know, he's played at Mayo at all ages, all the way up, and. He's um he's thought about this a long, long time. Of that, there's no doubt. And I, I'm a hundred percent sure he's a ducks and row. He knows exactly what he's getting into. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there wondering, like, will the county board give it to him? That you know, Ray can be a bit, you know, volatile on the sideline or a bit you know, But like, you know, as he'll say himself, that's just the passion. And yeah, you look at Brian Brian Cody and John Kiley and Chef and all these boys. You know, they've all got that passion burning out of them as well. David Fitz, and no one is saying anything about it. You know, you have to be driving them on. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm i spot on with you, John. I think, it, I think the time is absolutely, we need someone like that in Mayo to be bursting on the sideline and have that bit of pride and bit of drive into into what we're doing or trying to do. And he's man, do, as, man, doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, the, the man is just football. Football is life. You know what I mean? Outside of his family, football is his life, you know, and that, and that's it. And I know the amount of time he puts into things. And uh, I, I know he, um, like, even in Knockmore, he's been learning all along. Like, And uh, I think the, the best two things he learned probably in the last couple of years was, you know, getting a couple of good people in around him, listening to them and standing back and watching things. And uh, his man management skills have definitely improved as well. So, you know, um, I, I, I think he's... Um, I, I think he deserves a shot for it now. Stephen, I look at, I, I, I'm friends with Stephen and great time for Stephen and he, he probably came the closest to win I learned any man ever did, like in fairness, in 17. But like three years Corofin, three years Mayo, three years in Donegal. You know, do you hear you mentioned there he, he was on the me ticket? So maybe he's not interested in doing it at all this year. I, I'd be saying for Steve, Stephen's definitely going to be Mayo manager again at some stage. But I, I'd be inclined to say maybe maybe leave it for this one, you know, because you're going from Stephen or James to Stephen, James to Stephen, and maybe we just need a little bit of freshness and um, just something need maybe just a little bit different. Oh, yeah, I agree. We, we have two two men so that are very pro Ray Dempsey. Uh, my feelings are known. I'd like an outside my manager. I'd like Jim McGuinness. It's not going to happen. So if if we were limiting ourselves to Mayo men, I'd agree Raymond Dempsey is probably the best oh, of the Mayo. Yeah, you, you're a long time coming around to that. I yeah, tell you that. I, I, I tell you, I'm on the board to you. Men. But I yeah. still give the job to Jim McGuinness if it was my job. Yeah, but he's not coming. He, he's more he's more cop on that going near that job. It's Dempsey's the man. Clean things up, tidy it up and get Mayo. Make Mayo great again. <laughs> an, an All-Ireland winning team. Um, I, I think he's the best of the local candidates at this time. As John said, I had huge respect for Stephen when he was there, and I was one of the ones that agreed with the decision uh, that backfired in the All-Ireland final. It took balls when it happened. I said, yeah, right thing to do. So uh, uh, I won't criticise him for that decision. There's a lot of people out there that do, but I John, won't. What's your what's your take on, on the, the goalkeeper in Saga of that game? On the what? On the goalkeeping saga at the time at Ratchford when he swapped Clark out and put Henley I, in. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it at the time. I really couldn't. I was in. I was in Clun Fad when um, when actually uh, a guy around me from Ballinad used to play at honeymoon Pat Ruan. And he said, "You won't believe this, but um, uh, Clark's not playing." And uh, I was he injured something. No, just to change. You know, I, it was just. It was such a huge move. Like it really was. And look, it's like everything else. You make these decisions and. Um, it was a huge one. It was, it was for me. It was probably too big. I think to this day, actually, he taught Stephen about it, and he still said it was the right decision. You know, yeah. he he really he still thinks it wasn't the, the losing of the the final. He reckons it, it, it was something else. But whatever about that final, he'll say himself that seventeen was the one that definitely got away. 
Yeah, that was the one that got away. But I admired, I admired Stephen Rushford. He'd make the big call, I have to say. But I just was too long going back. We went back to John O'Mahony. We went back to John Mahon. We went back to James Orr. I think it's time to go with a new candidate. And you would, you wouldn't mind, you wouldn't mind if it worked once. Yeah, it generally doesn't work going back a second time. But anywhere, it generally doesn't work unless you win the first time. It's obviously worked with Jack O'Connor. He's gone back twice and won twice. But if you don't win the first time, it's very hard. Give me a manager that has gone back that didn't win his first term and won the second term. It generally doesn't happen. So uh, if if there's not going to be an outside candidate, you have me on board with Raymond. But uh, I'm hmm. still holding out hope that... Uh, the miracle happens we get Jim McGuinness. Don't see it happen. No one I don't um, see it happening either. No. I don't, but uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Friday, we'll... like one thing, one thing you, you actually mentioned on the pod last week. I think it was you that said it about James Horton. You'd hate to see him just disappear from your football now because, um, yeah, you know, he's he's he's. He, He's brought us into a different level and um, we can, you know, we can give out about different things or whatever, but he he's changed Mayo football. There's no doubt about that. And he's professionalised it. And you know how Jack O'Connor went back taking the Kerry Miners? And you mentioned that last week. You'd, you'd love to see him take a minor team or under 20 teams and, and work a bit with them. Do you see, like Jack O'Connor talked about Jason Foley after the game the last day and how some a lot of people didn't fancy him down in Kerry. And that he had faith in him because they knew him as a 15, 16 year old. And uh, he repaid his faith in him today, like by American, um, it was Comer, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I, th- so, I think Peter Kane has been talked up now to go into the carry on the 20s, as you said that last weekend. So, like, maybe there is a bit of method in the madness. And there's a lot of money and time and effort and, and, and spent on, on, on Mayo senior managers and they're upskilled. You know, he's there now eight years. He's learned a lot and we've put a lot of investment into a fellow like that and he's got the access to the best, uh, you know, best of coaching and, and resources. So, like, maybe it's, it'd be wise to get him back into the system and, and, get, and reap the rewards after putting so much into him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen straight away or anything, but I, I definitely think you know you, you'd like to see him back involved at, at that sort of level, maybe again. And and who's to say that? Look at he be back again someday from Mayo, but it's um he's gone over the moment, isn't he? It is. Uh, yeah. Um, we mentioned uh, me job there, Colm O'Rourke. Surprised? Do you think he'd make a job at him? Is he too long out of the? Seen himself. I know he's involved in club, but there is a difference with club and intercounty. He'll get everyone available anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you'd imagine. You'd imagine he get the backing. Um, like uh, Colin Rourke is sixty-five now, so he must be near retirement for uh, school. Yeah, he's uh, retired this year. There you go. So he he's going to have the time in his hands now, and he's going to need it. Yeah, and you need the time in your hands. So he's going to leave no stone and turned up there. So he's brought in Barry Callahan and Stephen Brayotham, and they seem to be well regarded up there as well. So he wasn't long like uh, putting them two boys on board. After like it's amazing how it's kept so quiet. It only broke when was it yesterday morning? So um, yeah. so and and he had his team put together already. So um, this was that was that was kept very quiet though. And you know how hard it is to keep things quiet. <laughs> Monaghan couldn't do it. Geo. Jason Sherlock, yeah. Yeah, interesting, Jason Sherlock. I suppose he came out of the uh, best dressing room in the country. He was involved with Jim Gavin, but again, it's a big step up from being a selector to take the hot seat yourself. The dressing rooms in Clonus will be spotless after all the games now. He'll have the the Jim Gavin, he'll he'll have someone in sweeping them afterwards for him. He's bringing Kevin Nolan with him. He might be head of sweeping services. Yeah, is it worth? They might get Cluxton done. <laughs> is he is he not considered uh, his position as a selector? Well, if I, that I got uh, five hundred uh, times in fifteen minutes still the day, <laughs> and ref, you didn't even send it to me, but everyone else in the country did. I was getting it. I was getting it all day. I'd yeah. love to know where these things actually come from. It's um, I, that's one thing I wish I hope I'll, I'll manage to do is get a viral WhatsApp going. I might just throw together some ridiculous ticket and stick it in the WhatsApp group for the crack or something. And see if it goes, get, gets a set of legs. The down manager's job is free as well. So 
That was expected though. I know that was a complete yeah. shit show up there. Will Banty go for that one? Go for it. Why wouldn't he? I'd expect Banty will want a managerial position, so Longford or Down is my prediction for Banty. He can travel anywhere he's travelled before, and he travelled to Wexford. Was he in Wexford he, for a while? He was in Mead, he was in Wexford. They got a hotel below in Wexford, and it's a, I think it's a direct provision centre now. <laughs> the, Longford, uh, the Longford management are gone, so Aidan um, yeah. Kilkine was up there, was he? Yeah, Aidan Kilkine was involved in the Longford backroom team. Yeah, goalkeeper coach, was he? They were only there for a year, were they? Yeah. Andy was supposed to take that job. So there's a few jobs Donegal is for the taking. Jim McGuinness. McGuinness might go there. Say so. Yeah, well, because we won't yeah. fix it here now. Anything else before I wrap it up? Um, anything else happening in the GA world? No. Oh, the ladies' final is this weekend. I'm expecting right. a shock. I think Kerry will do the male and female double and beat Mead. The, do you? Yeah. yeah. They play a lot of direct ball. It's... It's bombardment in the full back line. It's like Gaelic football from the 1970s, Kerry plates. Route one in and top of girls to can fetch ball. And it's exciting. We yeah. couldn't cope with it in the semi final. You'd have to say, me, they're a better team, but um, they've been kind of limping into. Uh, limping in and out of games this year. This is their fourth year in the row between losing intermediate final, winning intermediate final, beating Dublin last year. They just the hunger seems to be weighing a little bit, and it's very hard to keep it going. Uh, but they did well to still uh, tough it out against Johnny Gall, who threw the kitchen sink at them. And oh, look at they were very defensive now, and that would be my cup of tea in, in ladies football, as I think I've documented before. I, I, don't, I don't like too much defensive stuff. I don't like. I'd, I'd hate to see the ladies game. Turning the men's game, I think I've I've said that before. And Donegal, my God, I think that did everyone behind the ball at times. Like, um, so I was I was happy enough that Mead won it for footballing purposes, and I still say there's a performance in them for Sunday. I think they'll I think they'll just have that. But yeah, I know it's unusual for a Kerry team to be outfoxed, but I I think they might be just that little bit cuter and. Um, Vicky was last game before she goes away. I think they I think they might just get over the line. Yeah. When's that on? Sunday? Yeah. The three finals and Kevin Corcoran is referee in one, so there'll be a, a man that you'll be watching closely <laughs> in Croke Park, ref. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm sure we'll see a viral tweet about him. I hope so. I'll be I'll be uh, the phone out ready for that one anyway. He'd be a proud man, won't he? Fair yeah. play to him. A fair play. I don't know, has he umpired in Crow Park before? Maybe he has. All them years of them out the back of the house with the whistles and the flags and everything is all paid off. And the football at all, it was whistles they had. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, it's great. It's a great it's story. It's great to see him getting the run out in Crow Park, Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is. It's great to see. Great great to see a big fan. Big fan of the man since I started going to playing football as a kid. He was a ref many of the game, a bit of a character. And uh, I tell you some what, the, G- some character. Great character, yeah, yeah. the GA is, is, is a lot better for them as well. So, yeah, lads, we're done. We're yeah, done. Yeah. It's what's past 11. We've, we've, we've it all wrapped up. John, thanks for coming on. Uh, no well, really let's it. Good to see you. Uh, thanks, John. And uh, in that, we'll be talking to you. And uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah. Up mail. Up mail.